Hello, and thanks for listening to Call of the Week. I'm Ginger Rousey. Well, as many of you are wrapping up the year, perhaps preparing for the holidays, Dr. Larry Steckel is preparing for the 2019 DICAMPA training. This training, by the way, is set to begin tentatively mid-January. Of course, the training will cover changes to the Ingenia, Fexapan, and Extendamax labels. But one of the changes, Dr. Steckel, that you've been getting a lot of questions about is the new recommendation on pH. So tell us more about this new pH rule. So sure, yeah. Um, it's it's actually on Section 8 <laughs> in the Extendamax label. <laughs> there are a lot. <laughs> a lot more than 8. Um, but right there, you can you can see it. There's a box there, a paragraph there that refers to this basically checking the pH of the spray tank uh, in whatever it is that you're spraying. And once it gets down to around five, then need to make some considerations. And there's some wording in there about an additive to maybe bring the pH back up. That's a little easier said than done because I've talked to oh, Winfield and some of these other folks and no one's told me what additive we can put in there yet that's going to raise the pH that, on the other hand, won't kind of mess up the performance around it, uh, which is often in these tank mixes. Mm-hmm. So that is a new, I guess, a di- you know, addition to the label. It was This pH thing was always in there kind of, sort of. Uh, remember back last year, it was all AMS. And we know ammonium sulfate lowers the pH greatly, and the worry was when you lower the pH... And you spray Ingenia Extendamax out there, um, all that acid turns the herbicide into an acid, which is the which is the form that easily picks up as a gas and moves away days later. So, but I think we've come to see, and there's been some recent research at, at UT um, and also some other land grant universities that adding some of these other herbicides into the tank also affects the pH, and in particular Roundup. So is is Roundup pushing these tank mixes below the recommended level of five? That's, you know, we just actually got some data today looking at it. But when you're, the thing that, one of the things you got to think about is where you're starting with the pH. Everybody's water source is different. And, you know, one of the, we had one county agent bring some water in from from a county. And he had a number of samples and it ranged from 8.5 to down to low 6.1. And then if you couple that with some research Tom Mueller's done, when we're adding Roundup PowerMax to Ingenia or Extendamax and the starting at pH of the water is 6.2, uh, the pH is down in mid-fours, which is going to be a little bit of a warning sign if you look at the label, the way it's constructed today. So that's been some just recent information in the last few days. Mm-hmm. So what will applicators have to do in that situation? Well, number one, know what the pH of the of your spray mix is from the from the start. And it's not something you have to do on every load, but at the beginning of the year, know what your, your pH is of a given tank mix and then adjust from there. So if you are have a water source and you're in the eights, you're probably going to be okay. Uh, but if you have a water source and you're in the low sixes, you can just about rest assured uh, you're adding Roundup to the tank, you're going to be well below five. All right, so do you advise not adding Roundup to the tank if you have a lower pH water source? That's yeah, that's exactly where we're going. So actually, the weed science faculty we got together at our meeting, and you'll actually see in the comment section in the weed manual PB fifteen eighty, which is just going to press. Put a plug in for that. Um, it's we got wording in there about not mixing glyphosate in with Ingenia or Extendamax or Fexapan, just as a general rule of thumb. And the biggest reason is lowering this pH uh, in the in the 
ramifications that can have on making them more volatile after the sprayer leaves the field. So if you're in a situation where you can't add Roundup to the tank, are there alternatives, uh, products that you can add that are not going to mess up that pH? So one of the other things you can add is maybe one of these graminicides like Select. And some of the preliminary work we've seen with that is it's not affecting the pH. So that might be a ready substitute that won't get you below that 5 pH and still give you grass control. So that's one thought uh, on, on things we can do to sub for Roundup. Okay. Well, of course, pH is just one change to the new label. And all of the changes, along with best management practices, are going to be covered in the new dicamba training, which you are currently working on. So yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> you and I both. <laughs> You're gonna hear y'all are gonna hear more of us than you care to, I'm sure, uh, this winter. Uh, but our goal right now is to have this rolled out. Um, certainly no later than mid-January. Uh, we're waiting a little bit. It's just we got a delayed start this year compared to last year, as you all well know, because the EPA's rolled out their rules a lot later, about a month later. And now the Tennessee Department of Ag is still trying to finalize what they're going to do. And so that's kind of holding us up until we can roll out with with the finished product. All right, Larry. Well, thanks so much for being with us. And uh, thank you for listening. We're going to have more information on that dicamba training as that becomes available. So be sure to check back at utcrops.com or check in with your local extension agent for details. And I'm sure we'll have more podcasts on the subject too. In the meantime, thanks for listening to Call of the Week. We'll talk next week. Call of the Week is brought to you by the University of Tennessee Institute of Agriculture and utcrops.com.